Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Lame Book Club podcast. My name is Melissa. I'm Ellie. And Taylor is back with us. Hi, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, started, I mean, obviously our last episode is very long. (laughs) And we add even more that we wanted to add to it. But we're like, no, we don't want it to turn into a a Joe Rogan episode, which it (laughs) practically already did anyways. But we are making a separate episode for our theories. We also had a little bit of tech stuff going on last time. So we're like, you know, it's just going to be easier to split this up. So we're back for a bonus episode this week. Strictly talking theories for Iron Flame. So, we not even to do any th- intro. We're just going to go straight into it. And it's going to be shorter than normal, which is good since our other one was so long. <laughs> it's an balance. apology <laughs> video, if anything. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> Creating balance. All right. So, we ended... Oh, my goodness. The end of this book. I, I expected a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. but I did not expect the Venom storyline. I... I think I said this last time. I didn't... It made me sad. I know you both were like, oh, I loved it. I didn't... I think I didn't love it just because I'm like, great, now there's going to be another thing keeping them apart. (laughs) But in a... Like, yes, I I do agree with that because you're like, oh my gosh, they've already been through so much, two whole books, let's just have them be together. But any other book that you read where there's so... Like, there's going to be five books in this series. If they get together halfway through the first book and then it's just hunky-dory the whole time, you're kind of bored. True. However, this isn't the first book. Second, and it's the end. And there's a lot more that can still go on. They can still fight and stuff. But actually, I think I would prefer them being separate than fighting. I don't need any more of them fighting. I don't need any more miscommunication between them. I take back everything I just said (laughs) for the last 10 seconds. (laughs) Never mind. We like this. I liked it. it, I think that it's a good... I think it's such a dramatic turn of events that it opens the story up for so many more possibilities within the next three books that it's it'll be more than just now we're still fighting fighting venon and we're still fighting venon and then once we finish that then the book series is over but now there's some little subplots i I hope that this third book it's probably going to be all about venon finding a cure probably i I know i'm touching on a little bit of your theories taylor but also some that i had mentioned but like Baby, even Zayden's mom being event like re-entering it, whatever. But I hope that the venom stop after this book, and we find a new thing to hate, a new enemy or whatever like- a- after this book, and then the fourth and fifth are like separate. I feel like it's all going to be connected, like, to whatever the the big, whatever final battle or something comes with the the end of the fifth book, you know, like, whatever it's all, you know, building up towards, because you know it's going to be building up towards something gigantic to to wrap up this series. Um, I feel like Venon will probably play a role through all of it, but I feel like it's going to... Like, it, it's going to water drip and bleed into something new. Like, the venom is almost like a, a gateway to whatever the real big bad is. Um, mm-hmm. Or there's there's just so many other levels, too. Because I think I mentioned this in the last book, or in the last <laughs> the last episode that yeah. we did. Um, but there's just so many things that we don't know a lot of information about. Like, we really don't know the true history of Navarre. Navarre. Yeah, I'm we excited don't, to learn more about that. Like, the Empyrean is such a mystery. And it just seems like, you know... We're always getting, like, frustrated at Zayden for keeping secrets. However, I feel like Taryn is just like Zayden, where I'm like, you know so much that you're not letting on. And again, I think that might just be dragon kind in general, but I had qualms about that that I mentioned in a previous episode. I'm like, I hate that. How can they be bonded yet keep so much from their human? Exactly. Because the dragon doesn't answer to a human. I understand, but that feels like a 
that feels like a blanket answer and I need something more specific. Right. Well, I think it's tough too because the dragons are inside the human's brain versus like versus the other way around. Like, like the they, dragon can yeah. speak into their brain and almost kind of like read their thoughts in a way. Like yeah. knowing, I've never knowing. really thought about that, but yeah, the well, human doesn't have the access to the dragon's brain. Medium. No. Medium. They not necessarily the thoughts that they don't want, but like Violet can feel Taryn's emotions if they're not shutting each other out. Remember, that, like that's true. She that's, can get. That's a good she point. got extra upset that one time because Taryn was really upset, and you know, I mean, I. So it does. She got extra other things too when he's had other emotions. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> it does go both ways, but not equally. Taryn has way yeah. more access. Just because he's more powerful, my, like that's where yeah. her signet power comes from. So, yeah. but I mean, my circling back to my my point there Sorry. is just like, oh no no no, that was. That was good. But I just, I think that there's so much that the Empyrean know probably about the Venon and the history of the Venon, where they came from, why the warts needed to go up in the first place, the true history of Navarre, this this fable that they keep referring yeah. back to. Like, there's so much there that I'm like, I don't, I don't know if we'll have the Venon completely go away and a new big bad person's going to come out of it. But I do think it's going to shift and realizing that, like, the focus isn't just – the Venon aren't the worst. Exactly. And th- there's even, like, other – like, so the map that we get on both books doesn't show I, – and I forget what it's called, but there's some island that's referred to. Like, there's – The Isles? Or... The, I- the Isles, yeah. yes. But it's, they, like, it's they not – them. Yeah, but it's not within the map of the book. And I'm, like, it just makes me wonder, like, what else potentially totally. is out there that might get might get brought in? Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope we learn more – Could you – you made me think of this when you were talking about, like, the dragons know way more than they're letting on. Uh-huh. I hope we learn more about the dragon's history. Oh, I'm sure we will. Like, mm. from the Empyrean, like, what uh-huh. before they bonded humans, who were their real enemies? I mean, I know the Venon and Wyvern were, which is why they ended up bonding. But, like, even before that, like, okay, Terran's a middle-aged dragon, uh-huh. but we don't still know exactly how old he is. I mean, Andarna was in an egg for 650 years. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like, they've seen some things. <laughs> I'm yeah. curious to know more about, And I guess about, they like, get to choose when they want to hatch, too. That's so weird. They get to, I like, guess. choose the beginning of their life. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, I don't know, maybe she was the only one who was able to because she's the leader of her own den. Do you think that has any maybe, say but in that? I feel like I feel like that's even, like, like my initial thoughts on and Darna and who she is and all of this like we're so shallow at first but I think about it and I'm like if she were if she hatched there was another one of her before like she isn't the first of her kind ever they make a comment about how her parents passed early in fourth wing like right after their bonded about how her parents she's orphaned essentially it was a very yeah, quick but comment. but it's like orphaned what 700 years ago exactly. like <laughs> so this this actually leads me to like the first theory that i I'd, I'd written down so we're always talking about the first six so it's the first six writers and, and that's like the history that we know about navarre but if there's seven dragons that means that there's seven writers so there's a first seven Ooh. that's my thought oh and so we know very little about the first six but we we know that that's Even basically like we basically just know there's a first six and that's yeah. kind of like where history starts and where, you know, bonding to dragons started. Um, so it just makes me think like who who is the seventh writer? And I get so confused with the hierarchy of the Venon and everything. But I initially was thinking that it was 
who I thought was the sage, which is who Zayden ended up battling and then dying. Killing. <laughs> or killing. He killing. He dying. He, he died him. <laughs> he, he died him. <laughs> he unalived he, him. Exactly. He unalived <laughs> him. But I'm thinking that there's there's this higher – so, like, and I, I do think that, like, um, Rebecca very – intentionally at the, like that last chapter there where we get Zayden's point of view mm-hmm. when he's fighting the Venon who he thinks is a sage and the sage is like, you think I'm the sage? No, I'm a general or wh- whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever the status is. That's, I feel like, did we intentionally put there so that we're like, hold on, we don't know anything about their hierarchy or their structure. Is there somebody above this person? It makes me wonder whoever is leading them, were they the seventh writer? Ooh. Did we decide that the... Sage was lower than the general or above the general? Yes. Yeah, so it lower goes than? I, lower than. I can't. There's like the student level. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, these are Melissa's terms because I can't remember. Actually, if you, maybe while I'm explaining these in my own version, you can, or I my can own look it up. It's in the last, I think it's oh, in yeah. the Zayden's point of view, that chapter. Yes. Um, there's a, okay, like what Taylor said, like the student level, the, the um, a, intern, then there's the sage. Then there's the senior manager, and then there's the general. The senior the manager. <laughs> that, yeah, I told you, the you assistant start, too. Yeah, the, the assistant, assistant to the manager. To the regional the manager. Yes. Then there's the general. <laughs> um, so yeah. that, or at least the that's manager. what we, the little bit of, of info we get in that chapter, yeah. as far as like how the hierarchy goes. So, say like I think we sages are the ones that can create venom. I think we I get think. a lot of that. At the end of Fourth Wing, when they're in Resin, I think it's when Violet's like on the back of that one dragon that's battling. How, that's when she learns. So when she, that one she stabs her, she learns sages. that she's like, "Oh, wait till you, I, I bring you to my sage." So that's just, I think, at that point, we only learn that there's two, like two there's levels. Two levels. So yeah, that's why when, they keep referring to this person as the sage. Yeah, yeah. This just says um, sage, but he, you know, refers to himself that he's a general. Emphasizes it. And that generals die the same as soldiers. Oh, maybe. No, 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 no. Sorry. It's not in that chapter. I think it's in the, the chapter where they're in um, Corden. I think uh, I no Viscount explains it. I think you're right, actually. To them. I think it talks a little bit deeper into that. Regardless, it's to find, regardless <laughs> it's like we know very little about yeah. the, the hierarchy of the Venon. So mm-hmm. it just makes me like if there's a seventh writer and it's not a known fact – and the Empyreans seem to have control and sway over just the deep secrets yeah. of the continent. That it just it makes me wonder, like, this was history that was rewritten because clearly everything in the archives, yeah. they they rewrite There's their history. Yeah. They're, they're hiding things. They're not putting the real truth in there. And their history only goes back so far. And we see that multiple times when Violet's trying to, like, figure out information um, just throughout both books. Yeah. And so it just makes me go... If there is a seventh dragon, there is a seventh rider, and that means that there was an original first seven, and I think that, that whoever that seventh person is must have been something related to the Venon and maybe even like the creation, the start of Venon. Well, I absolutely okay, that actually ties like in that. so well to my thoughts. So we had talked uh two podcasts ago now about how um one of the Venon was talking to Violet saying, like, basically once we turn you, your dragon would come too. Or maybe it was talking oh, to yeah. Zayden. One of the two. But that yeah. line was said. And so we kind of came to a conclusion that like, okay, so either the dragon has to turn Venon or is still bonded to the rider. But like, regardless, the dragon is going too, according to the Venon. So that mm-hmm. would make a lot of sense tying into how Indarna was able to fry the Venon 
when no other dragon can set flame That's to a venom and she just seems to know a little bit more about how to kill them. Uh-huh. Well, and even yeah. the fact that she has a memory from when she was inside of an egg. She's like, I waited 650 years to hatch. It's like, you know something. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's so much more that this teenage grumpy Andarna is just not <laughs> letting mm-hmm. on. Um, I also, there's just, my, my theory goes deeper too because it's like my, my brain just starts spitting of like okay, if there's a seventh writer that means they're you know there's a couple different times within the books that they mention that they're you know in the past there was a previous lightning wielder yeah you know and it's been it's been a really long time since we've seen it and the sage that keeps coming to her in her dreams is so obsessed with getting her power specifically that it makes me wonder if the person who's been appearing in her dreams which if it is, I can't, is it the same person that Satan killed? I don't know, but like. Yeah, it is, because they recognize is. him from Resin and from the dreams, okay. I think it said. Yeah. So they're dead, dead now, but. They dead. Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> okay. Have you seen? Now we're doing the robot. No. I <laughs> was a reference to uh, 22 Jump Street. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. Ignore. Moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just watched it yesterday, so it's like in my brain. Um, but anyway, so I'm I'm thinking that like maybe maybe the signet of this seventh rider might have been lightning wielding because again we just know it's been a really long. I think they had said it's been like 200 years or something insane since they'd seen mm-hmm. that. So something to think about. Um, but I'm thinking that either when like if this is true, the seventh rider was a lightning wielder. Uh, but when he became venom, he either lost his power or it was taken from him somehow, and that's why he's so obsessed with capturing her. Capturing her. Um, so deeper into that, like if if he lost his power just because he turned venom, it could be the fact that you know his bond with his dragon was gone. They lose their signet. But then I also wonder: we don't know anything about their gods at all. I wonder mm. if they even have any. That's that's yeah, a deeper. No, 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 no. The venom, like if they believe in anything, oh. right? But I, but I mean, like, oh, oh, they, you're right. Just other than Malik, we don't know anything else. Yeah, I, and, I see what you're saying. And the Empyrean, like Taryn specifically, is always like, we don't answer to your puny gods. That I'm just like, there's so so much more there that I'm like, I do think we're gonna find a lot more about the gods too as the next three books go on. Mm-hmm. But it makes me wonder, like, is it something like? the gods took his power maybe like something happened with this first initial venom the seventh writer that and i don't i don't know how exactly to formulate my thoughts here but i feel like there's something there (laughs) if if i think i I understand where you're going with this i'm wondering too if you're right about this seventh writer and then the seventh writer being involved with the venom maybe it wasn't the general wasn't specifically the seventh writer but the general was obsessed with getting violet because whoever's leading them like right so it wasn't the general it's above the general that's what i'm thinking that is who the seventh writer was and so they wouldn't be dead yet but that would make sense why that writer was so obsessed with getting violet for that Mm -hmm. person like we've only ever seen and that person is zayden's mom i'm just kidding it could be (laughs) again no that's she's that would happen way before that old yeah yeah Yeah. she wouldn't be that old (laughs) i was kidding yeah i i did see a or not even really a theory, but someone's just like, what if the mom is the leader of the Venom? And I was like, it could be. I don't, it's not all the realm of possibility. I don't, I However, mean, we don't know how long I they don't live, see it. So, but, um, but wasn't there like a snippet, like, you know, the headers of all the chapters? There was a snippet mm-hmm. about like Lilith Sorengale looking for a cure. Wasn't there something similar to that? Yes. So, I think this, yeah, go ahead. This leads me to, um, jumping around. Yeah, I'm jumping around. This is my third theory, but it leads <laughs> okay. in. Kind of ties into this. So I think that Violet's dad turned Venom 
I think a lot of people think that too, but mm-hmm. I have I have a lot that goes along with it. So he stumbled upon the fables while he was studying in the archives, and he was studying about the power of the venom so much so that he unintentionally became one. Like, I don't think her dad had this, you know, desire oh, yeah. to become a venom, but he was right. so wrapped up in his studies because Violet constantly refers to the fact that her she hardly ever saw her dad outside of the archives. He was always in there. And so I'm thinking he became obsessed with, like, you know, I found these fables, but hold on, let's, let's peel back the layers here a little bit mm. more. What's the truth? And I'm wondering if in the process of studying the power, he ended up becoming venom in the process. So... He didn't want to be a venom, so he spent the rest of his time in the archives trying to find a cure, but he couldn't before the hunger for power overtook him. Ooh, okay. If he is, I hope that's his origin story, and it's not just like he, he sucks. Was a se- yes, <laughs> I was just about to say he secretly sucked. <laughs> um, I like that. Th- I- I've said in other episodes, I don't think her dad. I think he's dead. I don't. Well, you think he's dead? Dead? Not real? I think not he's dead. I think he's However, dead. However, have we seen a body? I have a question. <laughs> That's well, so um, true. Go ahead, Ellie. I was gonna say, well, yeah, go, just go. Um, can someone retell the story about how, like, in the beginning of Fourth Wing, Violet talks about how her mom was sick or she was sick or something like that? Can someone? Do, you, do either of you remember more of that? This, I'm, a, I'm about to go into that because I, okay. I have Most more. Excellent. I have more. So this could be an unhinged theory from it, but I don't. I feel like it it couples with it very well. So I, I think if her dad did become Venon, I'm wondering if his Venon side became so strong. Because, I mean, even Jack at the very end tells Zayden, you know, you can't. Like, there's no cure. You can't fight this. Like, it, yeah. the power is going to become so strong, you're going to crave it, you know, however he phrases it. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking that if Violet's dad did turn Venom, his Venom side became so strong that he actually ended up trying to kill Violet for whoever the leader of the Venom was. Because if there's this general appearing in her dreams now, someone out there knew or knows that she knows that she has this um, lightning-wielding power. But And mm-hmm. Darna knew that she was going to have this too. And Darna knew she was special for 650 years waiting for this one specific person. And so it makes me – it just makes me wonder what, what more could be there about this almost like – not that we've heard of like a prophecy specifically. Yeah. I mean, but it makes me wonder if there is something out there that Violet's almost like – fulfilling some sort of prophecy we don't know about yet um but i'm thinking that her dad might have tried to drain her of her power because at the beginning of fourth ween you know basically the only snippet we get about why violet's hair you know turns silver at the bottom is just the Mm. fact that she was really sick she's not sure why but because she was sick her hair you know turns silver and so i'm thinking too though something about like red ringed eyes like she had it her mom had it or her dad had it something like that I don't recall that, but that could be true. Like I don't remember that being part of it either. I don't. I don't I have. It I just remember. Only have iron. I remember it me. being like something about a fever. She, yes, she had. A, yes. She had a fever and was so sick, and then for some reason she lost the sheen to part of her hair. Which that would but, make sense with your theory, because that it's almost as if her color was drained. I literally put that in here. <laughs> so I was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, he didn't succeed in taking her powers, but this explains her fragility and her hair color. The author explains oh. Violet's hair. Um, as if the color were drained from her hair. And I literally put, that's suspicious. That Sounds like weird. Venom to me. Um, so I'm thinking from this, if this is true, I'm thinking that Violet's mom killed her dad to protect her. Mm. Ooh. I think that she then chose to send Violet to the writer's quadrant to save her from the same fate as her dad 
So she didn't want her to go in. She knew that she was so much like her dad. She didn't want her to go into the archives and start and, and have the same fate or Ooh. or even like she, maybe, she's maybe using on top the of Markle that. excuse as a cop out. Well, I, not a cop. I mean, she, I think she also probably didn't want that because that she does say she didn't want her yeah. to figure this out eventually. I and do she, think, but I think there's a deeper thing for sure. Like I think that that's definitely true on the surface, but I think that there's there's something more. Um, yeah. cause I even think like, you know, whether it's to save her from having the same fate as her dad, but it could also be to save her from finding out what really happened to her dad. That could all, that also makes sense too. Like her mom, if that's what happens, like her mm-hmm. mom killing her dad, because she even says a couple of times uh, to Violet, but then also to Mira and Violet after they meet with Melgren, mm-hmm. she says like everything I've done has always been for my girl, my daughter's children. Like she, cause she realized Brendan was alive, but like uh-huh. she, multiple times she's like I don't like everything I do for you you might not understand it but like I you don't understand like I've always done everything for your best interest I agree she and said she that just, so many times yeah. where it was like I I feel like there's more like and of course every parent says that but and the fact that she like you know sacrificed herself I just think that we haven't seen the end of like the impact of General Sorengale at the mm-hmm. end of book two and it's like boom she's done yeah I, I think that we're going to find out more of like how she really was protecting her children yeah, absolutely. along through the whole time um and then my last unhinged theory regarding her dad being venom is that if this is all true i'm thinking especially now that we know zayden is venom i'm thinking that her surviving a venom attack has somehow actually made her immune to venom powers Mm. so meaning she could become the ultimate weapon to stop them in some way and it might be why she's able to stay with Bennett or with Zayden without him being a threat to her because I mean I, I think it'll be something that you know they of course have to navigate within this next book and yeah. depending what happens with him and them trying to potentially find a cure for him um oh and th- that even t- tying back to like what you had said Ellie of like one of the snippets at the beginning of the book was correspondence um of general sorengale i think with nolan about trying to find a cure and working mm-hmm. yeah. I, i'm thinking it, it was for it was for the dad before yeah. you know whatever happened that ended up ending his life um so i don't know i'm i'm not sure because i mean obviously violet was stabbed by one of the weapons of the venom became very sick and all of that but i'm wondering if there's going to be something there that actually makes her this like oh i Someone tried to drain me of my powers, and I didn't end up turning Venom in the process. Like, maybe she's unable to, and she'll end up being, like, the thing that takes them down. I I think that that's going to be just because how yeah. the story's written. She's the main character, yeah. and yeah. this is clearly the bad guy. Of course, she's going to probably be the person that brings them to their end, but yeah. I think that all of that bleeds, I don't know, it comes together Ooh. in my mind. I don't know. I like it. I've, I've heard that theory on... TikTok slash Bookstagram. Okay. Too. But like, I'm yeah. just saying a lot of people think, I think a lot of people I'm think, not original, I understand. <laughs> yes. That's, okay, good. I'm glad you were reading the subtext there. <laughs> not what I was trying I to know, say. I'm I know. Saying, I think I'm just being annoying. That too. <laughs> um, a lot, Taylor. <laughs> something I, something, I, something I wanted to say earlier too when we were talking about the potential of a first seven and us not knowing much about the gods. Um, I don't have much beyond this like one comment, but I'm wondering... Like, we don't know much about the actual Empyrean, too. Ellie, I know you'd said that you had a theory at one point that Taryn might be part of the actual Empyrean. But we don't know. What if, like, if we don't know a lot about their gods, what if the actual deities are the Empyrean? Ooh! I don't okay. know. Because that would be cool. And that would make sense why they say we don't listen to your puny gods or whatever. Yeah, almost like they're they're, they they're made up human gods. Like, or mm-hmm. maybe they're not made up, but, like, 
Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know what I I don't really truthfully, if they are the real deities, I don't really care what if Malik is real or not or if it's yeah. just kind of something. But um that that's an interesting I, I, literally, I literally, cool. I literally, say, I literally have nothing that, honestly. for that theory beyond that, but it was just a thought I had of like, we don't know much about any of these and the gods are always dismissed. And it's like, you know, even the humans seem to answer to the power of the Empyrean, especially when it comes to like the bonding with the dragons, like they have the mm-hmm. final say in everything that I'm like, hmm. Hmm. There's more. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Just gonna chew on that for a bit. We'll see what happens there. So I'm not. I'm not tied to that theory. So if that doesn't come true, you're just again. We just throw things at the wall. Yeah. Hoping, sticks. hoping things <laughs> stick. That's interesting. I like that. I have so many, so many other theories. Keep I don't on. know if you guys had anything else. So if you have your own theories too. I've said my theories already. Um, okay. I. I, I can go ahead, Ellie. Wait, yeah. wait. I don't have a theory, but I had a thought that was so dumb it has to be shared. I know it's Let's part of it. I Love Lucy, but have you guys seen the Drake and Josh episode where they're yes. trying to make sushi and they can't yes. get it the done fast belt. enough? So they're like throwing it to the ceiling yes. and it's like uh-huh. coming down. That's, That's how us all of theories. our theories are. <gasps> Dude, That's we need to make perfect. that real. That would be so yeah. funny. <laughs> Shoving in their mouth, you know, yes. sho- putting their pockets. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was going to, the only theory that I have, I got really excited about it a few episodes ago and I did such a bad job at explaining it because I got so excited (laughs) and it made zero sense. Word vomit came out. (laughs) Quite literally. Um, but it was just about what I think her second signet is going to be. And, oh, what? Well, this will lead into another theory of hers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, so. That's, that's that's the next one I'm going to talk about. I just think. There's more to this than like Andarna being like her own thing and like the the fact that we knew what her power was as a feather tail. I just think like all of that is going to it, there it's not random. So, I know I'm not going to ruin what I I know what your theory is on this. I think This is your podcast. You can say whatever you want. Thank you. You're, well, you're well. welcome. I appreciate that. You don't have to. You have to go through me too. This is true. Ellie is also. This is true. You're actually only a partial owner to this podcast. Okay. So I think that, um, I know you think it's like distance wielding. I have two, I have two potential theories, but I think it is more on the astro projection side, Okay. but not like, how Quinn can astro project herself so people think they physically see her walking. I think it's more like astro projecting her subconscious so she can have conversations with people that aren't actually there. But it's less along the lines of people... I think where I got where I started to lose everyone with this was when I started bringing in the fact that Liam... I think the conversation she had with Liam when she was um, being tortured by Varish... Mm -hmm. Was real. He, if he was dead or not, like, and I'm like, I don't. It doesn't matter if he's dead or not. I was like, I think she legit can astro project herself to like beyond the beyond the, the beyond. grave. So, so this beyond the beyond. This ties in. I have I have two theories about her signet and Liam and all of that plays into yeah. both. So I I could see with with both of my thoughts of like what I think her signet could be. I could like I can see it tying in with both. Yeah. But I said because I was like Ellie's like okay, so you think that she can talk to people who are dead? And I was like, and those That's, people I see dead not people. Dead. One and only thought <laughs> is that she can talk to the dead. I think that's her second signet. That's just me. Okay. I just think like, like, it could it could be as simple as that. It I totally could be, but I just Thank think you. 
<laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it could be, could be because. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 not. Well, I mean, I think we have a. You don't have a, as much supporting facts as I do, but that's we fine. Have, you no, can have your little thoughts. I didn't mean for that. If that, sounded, if that sounded dismissive, I did not mean for it to be whatsoever. I was more. I was more. I was more thinking that it's like they're really like you could be onto something like we could be sitting here scrutinizing absolutely nothing when really what? she's like she's like my second she clearly is talking to dead people her second like that's fire. that's like she, she, she's she's already said that like her second signet we've seen and she's like i laid it out for you guys why are you thinking it's distance wheel like yeah. you know all these different things so i her second signet is just air <laughs> she's an air airbender yeah. she's the avatar that's that's her multiverse is bringing in avatar yeah. the last Earth, airbender wind yeah um I don't know. It could be because, I mean, so many important people have died that it's like, you know, if she could talk to dead people. So that's another reason why I'm like, okay, if it's just like, okay, if it is talking to dead people or like what I'm saying, like projecting her subconscious to have conversations with people who are, they could be dead or they're just like not with her. Uh Like, so like, I don't necessarily think they have to be dead. I think she just is able to do more. I think that could be part of what distance wielding is. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I guess, I guess. It could be either, but to me, that feels more like a variation of astro projecting versus distance. Okay. Because of the way they explain distance wielding is like you physically being able to move or astro project is just making people think that you... Yeah. I don't know. I guess they're kind of... They're pretty similar when you get granular, but I I just think then if that's right, that's why I think her dad probably isn't dead, but he's not out of the story. Or or, yeah, he has to be dead. Uh-huh. But he's not gonna be it's like not he'll like, still be a pivotal character. Exactly, like he'll be helping from the One beyond. Might also the beyond. Say, okay. I see. She's just talking to the dead. <laughs> true. Okay. True. <laughs> You're so right. Where did Ellie. the blanket come from? I liked it. My I, house. I did. I'm in my house. <laughs> I funny. Oh my gosh! No way. I'm like having this conversation. No, I, I can see Ellie, but I'm also like looking at Taylor while I'm talking, and I just look over and Ellie's cozied Bundle. up in her little blanket. <laughs> it is. Six degrees today, snowing. We're getting six inches. What Calls state are you blanket. in again? You're in. I thought you were in Texas. Are you in Texas? No, no, you can't. I don't on the pod. Not with the internet. Oh, creeps. not on the pod. You're right. You're right. She's on the east coast. <laughs> she's in. An, she's in Antarctica. Yeah, that's it. And Guess we what? Are My at the aunt North actually Pole. is in Antarctica right now. She's sending Isn't pictures and videos of penguins. That's wild. Apparently, you can do like you can like tourism. You can actually travel down there. You don't have to be like some they're, scientist. They're with Nat Geo, so I think it's like a sciencey thing. Okay. But she's okay. not a scientist. But they're just she's regular people. <laughs> she's wow. coloring the penguins for Nat Geo. Well, we need the penguin to be colored. Yeah. So that's actually really cool. But back to what's anyway. important. Anyways, I want to okay. hear your so, theories on going, your second thing. So. I'm going to go just in the order of what I – my first thought on her yeah. signet was um, – my first option was resurrection. I'm not not tied to this, but I have things that go along with it where I'm like, I could still see it being a possibility. So my first thought when I was reading the book was resurrection. Um, we already have it ingrained in our brains that it's impossible. I mean, they've said multiple times, like, a oh, resurrection, that's not a signet that can happen. That's not a signet that can happen. Um, they've said that? So, yeah, because um, they that's thought that there was no one. way that – they, they thought that they thought there was no way that Brendan could be alive. However, but he didn't actually die. Right. So he wasn't. 
but so I, I just I feel like it's one of those things that it's like they've they've mentioned it a handful of times that it's impossible, but not really given a, a reason why, just that it's not a thing that can happen. Yes. And it makes me feel like there there's probably more there. Like there's either a reason why it's not or it was a signet at one point and they do everything they can to stop it. So <gasps> kind of like that's uh, why she can talk to the dead, too. Mm hmm. <laughs> so I'm thinking. So we already about. <laughs> Yay. Personally. Another person in my court. Personally, um, I don't. I'm not going to co-sign this one. I don't on. think that's. What I have. It is. I'm, I'm. I have a. Re- I'm going to convince you. Oh, do Let your her best. Fly. Let her I fly. have Take off, pages. I have pages of notes here of, to support this theory. So okay. again, we have it ingrained in our brains that it's impossible, and the only time it's worked in a way in the past is when Naylin. Is that how you say his name? Naylin. I think so. Na- yeah, Naylin. Brennan's friend died trying to save him. But um, I don't think he, again, I don't think he actually, I think he, whatever, keep going. I, Let the I woman speak. I Sunny. know. I'm just, I, I just, these were the thoughts I had in the moment. Okay. <laughs> as my theories were developing. There's one point in Iron Flame, I think where Brennan makes it seem like he, he, they're like, oh, Nail and died. And he didn't say that. He just goes, he just gave, he gave everything. Yeah. So I don't think Nayland's actually dead is what I'm saying. I think he, maybe he's Venom or something now. Okay. We're on we're on the same wavelength here. <laughs> we're on the same team. Stop arguing with me. <laughs> okay. So my thought is, um, but since Andarna is so rare and she's an unknown dragon breed, it seems that we don't know the possibilities of what Violet's second signet could even produce. So if she's a breed that we haven't seen in a long time, True. we don't know even the possibilities. So like maybe there's new signets that they think are impossible or that have like Ooh. not been seen in years. You know that can come back because of her. So a related sub-theory I have, um, just related to Andarna, is that I think Andarna is going to be able to turn invisible or camouflage, and I think we kind of see that at the end. Like, she's she's dark as night, you know, but they're always talking about her being iridescent in a way. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like one of her powers, you know, is going to be just Andarna herself, is that she's going to be able to be invisible and, you know, fly around people not being able to see her, which can also work Mm -hmm. out with if she's ever able to support and carry Violet. Do you think that, because as far as we know, unless I just don't remember this, dragons themselves don't have powers as adults. Do we think that because she's going to be this like one-off, like the seventh, we don't know anything about this fam, like den yeah. and anything or whatever, that she yeah. might have powers outside of being a feather tail? Or do you think... Because I, I, I like the thought. I'm uh-huh. just wondering, because, like, Taryn doesn't have any powers, but right. he's a he's strong, just, he's just and that's why bad. Violet's signet is so strong. I feel like with Indarna, there's there's so many unknowns that I'm like, I could, I could see I her becoming, totally. right, like, I could see her becoming this, like, gigantic dragon that is bigger than Taryn, bigger than any other dragon that there is, or I could see her being a dragon mirror to Violet and being small but mighty. And I almost feel like that's kind of how they've, I think she's been portrayed for the last yeah. two books. So that makes the most sense. Agreed. But I, I feel like the the possibilities with an, anything related to Andarna are endless at this point because she's just kind of been this mystery to us the whole time. Riding, riding you know, on the coattails to all of a sudden she's like, boom, I'm an unknown breed. I've been waiting for you for 600 years. End of book. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. What am I supposed to do with that information now and then sit and stew on it for however long it takes to write that's book three? Point. Yeah. And that's the point. <laughs> um, but anyway, backing out of that, that sub theory with resurrection, um, I think that this is going to have a per- like if this is true, I think that's a personal tie with them burning all personal items. So, you Ooh. know, whenever somebody dies, they burn everything related to the person and it's wrong for them to keep it. So like the fact that she kept 
the book, the fables from her dad was wrong. That's technically illegal. The fact that she kept the little um, wooden figurine of Liam after he died. Well, and the notes. And the, and, and the notes sister, that she gave to Sloan. Which, if yes. this is true, that could be part of the reason why he wasn't fully resurrected, but she was able to, like... Yeah, there's almost like have that conversation yeah, with them. Like there's something like if they burn everything, maybe that's how they like go on to the They're afterlife. Doing it, Allie, or Taylor, like convincing me. Yeah, maybe like th- there's a I think a lot that could be there. It's either like burning everything actually helps them like, you know, move on to the afterlife. Yeah. So maybe they're stuck in this like almost limbo realm purgatory. where she's able to purgatory, yes. <laughs> also known, I believe limbo is another word for it, right? It is. I just like purgatory. Purgatory is a more fun word though. Let's use that. Because then I think of, you know, doing the limbo. Um but this then could also tie in with what you were saying, Ellie, about it just simply being talking to dead people. The burning things could just be, you know, if they don't burn everything, that means that now they're kind of stuck in this I'm purgatory. I'm so sold. It is insane. <laughs> it is insane. Okay, that made so, me think, again, same back to Cinderella's story with Hilary Duff. Uh-huh. The steps are the, no, 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 she's the man. Sorry. She's the man. When, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget her name. Uh, Amanda the Bynes. The braces. Uh-huh. No, no. The nerdy one. Oh, with- oh, oh. I'm so there. It's insane. <laughs> Eunice, thank you. I'm so there. It's, it's insane. insane. <laughs> That's Ellie with this theory. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie is Eunice. I believe most in this lifetime are Jesus and Taylor's theory. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? Hopefully in that order. <laughs> Um, so yeah, anyway, so then, yeah, now Navarre has this rule to burn everything. We don't really, I don't think there's, they've given a reason as to why it's just the fact that you're supposed to burn everything. It's wrong. And I think it's just to like harden people and help them, you know, move on. And, you know, there's only so much space and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I'm thinking they might do that. They might have that rule because they don't want this signet to ever reproduce. So they're like, we don't like the only way you can resurrect somebody is if you have a personal item of theirs and they don't want anybody who might have this signet to be able to do that. So they're like, no, get rid of this. And I'm thinking Mm -hmm. if it's a, if this is true, if this is actually a signet that can manifest and they're so against it, then maybe this is the signet that the seventh state or the seventh writer, AKA, you know, who I think might be the first Venon or or whatever, this might be the power that they had. And maybe they were somebody like, maybe there was like almost a mirror of Violet where they were a lightning wielder and a resurrector. So they're obsessed with her lightning power, but then they have this rule of like, you know, oh, the Venon or the seventh writer, whatever comes of that, they're thinking, you know, we can't let this happen again. There was some terrible thing that happened in the past that they're like, we're just not even going to let that become a possibility. Very true. Mm. I like it. I am, I'm not as sold as Ellie, but I'm getting there. So you're, you're doing I'm, a good job. You you lost me slightly with the exact mirror of Violet. I don't. Being, I don't like, matching whoever the last right. I don't is. know if that. I don't know if that's true, but I feel like there's going to be some similarity between her and whoever the lead Venom is, mm-hmm. because there's there is some obsession with her power, specifically with lightning wielding, that. And, and I'm thinking that there's a tie with, you know, Andarna's breed. So maybe there's another dragon out there that's still alive at this, you know, seventh yeah. right, you know. Or maybe we're thinking too specific about this. It, it could be. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, everything you're saying is true, but maybe it's not necessarily the fact that they're obsessed with her lightning wielding. Maybe it is the fact that they're, they know how much she's capable of, and it could be whatever her second signet ends up being. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, they, we know they're obsessed with the lightning because uh-huh. that's what she has, but I think, like... They know that she's bonded to two dragons, so that might mean that two it signets. Could be, exactly, and that might even be just on the level of what whoever the leader is. Maybe uh-huh. that's the only person who even acknowledges this and everyone that's, else... I didn't think of it that way. That's it? And or, like, 
the history of learning more, like I said earlier, about, like, the history of the dragons and mm-hmm. um, their, act- like, what actually happened initially between them and the Venon. Mm-hmm. Could, like, the dragons know more than what we even know, realize they know. The Venon maybe know more, and I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I, I feel like I'm even losing myself a little bit the more I talk, but it could <laughs> just be even something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, it, does, it doesn't have to be so specific. I think you're, you're right. I didn't think about it that way. I was. I think I just had all these theories. I'm like, how can I make them all one giant conspiracy theory? <laughs> um, and I really convinced myself in the process <laughs> that they're all connected. You but I think you're right. It could, I love it. <laughs> so obviously, so if she can resurrect, who would she resurrect? I think, you know, we're obviously seeing her having visions of Liam when she's like hurt and injured and things like that. So is she actually able Liam? to talk to Liam? But I'm I'm also wondering what was what was Liam's signet again? It was I think I Let me look it up. I don't remember. I don't I think like... it was anything crazy special. No, it hold on, I wrote it down Maybe it was. somewhere. While you're looking this up, if that is her signet though, I don't think Liam is gonna be one of the people that she resurrects. I think it's gonna I, I don't know. I think he did he played such a pivotal role and I feel like it would be a mistake. As much as I love no, him, I, as much as I would love for him to be back, because his sister is such a big part of the story now, and because he made such an impact, and like his death really affected Violet and like her character and who she was and her growth. Yeah. Plus, even like well, his the little death was like, pivotal. Remembrance of him during the uh-huh. training and everything. I feel like it would be a mistake to bring him back. I think it may, he made too much of an impact. I feel like I feel that way, but with her, but with her mom. I don't think her I don't mom. Think she, I don't think, I don't she think her, mom her mom would be resurrected. I could see Liam. I think her if she bring anyone back, back, I think it'd be her dad. Uh huh. He has and maybe Zayden's mom Zayden, that she's dead, or Zayden's maybe is one of Zayden's or parents, Zayden's or, or the parents even. that were killed. Sorry, what did you say, Ellie? He has farsight, and additionally, I do think oh, yeah. it would be equally as impactful for them to bring Liam back as it was for them to take him away. Especially I think so with too. the little, the little like tickle of oh, I can see him, but he's not really there. Well, it, it's almost like when she had that vision of him, that was um, when she was being interrogated slash beaten to death by Varish. Mm-hmm. It was almost like what helped, kept her hanging it was, on. Not almost. That absolutely yeah, like, was what So I feel like Liam has this this hold in this special place for her that it's like as gut-wrenching as his death was in the first book, it was extremely pivotal for her character development. That was how her signet manifested, um, or at mm-hmm. least she was like actually – actually able to defeat the venom in resin like that needed to happen but i know like, exactly that's my whole thing it's like i think he has such an impact on her because of his death and i feel like if it, it would be less impactful if he came back that's I, just as much as i, I would love yeah. for his character to be back because i yeah. really love liam i just think i just think it would be a mistake if i'm also wondering if the reason she's seeing him has anything to do with his signet if he had farsight like sure he can see super far but do we know the limits of that like Super Ooh. far, could that be through different realms? Like, if he isn't mm. fully dead, like, if she has a power of resurrection or there's – I feel like there's definitely something that has to be there with them burning the personal items. Like, who who knows if for some reason it's, like, he hasn't been able to actually fully die, move on to the afterlife, whatever they might refer to it as. Um, yeah. Because they're holding on to these personal items. Maybe his farsight's letting him stick around as well and, like, project into – their lives. I feel like this is us getting a little too no, far it's, into it. No, that's that's un, that it that is unhinged. But it was just a thought that I had where I was like, I that wonder. That doesn't if, feel unhinged. That feels like the door fell off. <laughs> that's fair. Fair to be. The, it, 
Just it's okay. I won't take offense to the things you say. I won't take offense. No, no, no. I'm not I know. Be, I'm just I'm kidding. Just, that's all of us. I mean, we collectively got there. I think that's us just thinking way too well, far. No, it was, it was something I'd written down and I actually deleted because I was like, that feels yeah. very unlikely. But I don't know. Again, if I say it and it happens, <laughs> but it it's stuck. more sushi up on the ceiling. It's more so. sushi on the ceiling that might stick. <laughs> it also might be one that falls down and hits me in the head. Um. Okay, so that's the that's the end of my my first thought of what her of what her second signet might be. On to the next twelve. On to well, I only have two. I only have two. So my second one is distance wielding. Um, so Violet guesses that this is Zayden's second signet and mentions it hasn't been seen in centuries. And I also don't think we've heard of it before that moment when she's guessing think, his signets. Yeah. So. I'm thinking that has to be a foreshadow. She's just guessing something random that we've never yeah. heard before and never gets brought up. What's the point Honestly, of bringing it up? I think you're right. I feel like everyone's, including us, we're all analyzing everything way too much. I really, like, honestly, I know we kind of joked about it earlier about Ellie being like, okay, that's a simple theory. But, like, I really think it's going to end up being something really that simple. Like, yeah. all Rebecca Yarrow said is that it was mentioned. Like, it's uh-huh. not going to be anything that hasn't already been mentioned. And that feels like she only threw that in there to say it was mentioned. Right. Well, and I. So that we can reference back to it. I said this last episode, but it's like when, when you're reading a book and something feels like you get one little nuance about their magic that yeah. doesn't actually pertain to the specific moment that you're in. You're like, this is foreshadowed. Like, this is going to get brought up later so that when it happens, you're going to be like, Ugh. how did I not catch it? So yeah. whether this but is it's actually not her. as se- cool as the rest of I know. I, well, I will be so disappointed. I feel like we don't. So she guesses the distance. We just wielding. don't know much about. Di- we don't know I, yeah. what distance wielding could mean. Similar to like why I was saying like farsight. We don't really know what that could include. But I think distance wielding. I have a stronger argument for. So I think this could easily be how Andarna sensed Violet and waited for her for si- over six hundred years. Like distance wielding, like could strictly be something that comes from bonding with a dragon like Andarna the fact that she was able to like, so, like Darna felt her presence essentially felt her okay. presence yeah. like 600 and whatever years prior well, I, think that's, I think that's absolutely what happened whether it's related to the potential manifestation of the signet or not yeah. isn't TBD yeah. but I think I mean whatever the case was whether she physically like the, I don't know, the egg shook or like she just kind of had a feeling like, in her bones uh-huh like when but something, she felt Violet's presence, like, at some point. Yeah. That's how she knew it was time for her to hatch. Exactly. So I think I think that there's there's definitely something there. I can't I can't tie the Andarna thing into resurrection, but I can tie it to the distance wielding. <laughs> but I can tie Liam to distance wielding, too, because, again, we don't know what distance, like, if we're thinking about it just in, like, a very black and white sense, distance wielding, I would think, would be, like, you know, just from point A to point B well, in a physical even, stance. That's kind of like what but, Zayden said. He's like, don't you think if that's what it was, I would be in your bed every night? Like, and, Right. And so that, and it almost forces you to think that way say, that comment to misdirect be, you. Uh-huh. Mis- misdirection. <laughs> yes. I hate us. I love it so much. <laughs> but I'm saying, so this could also mean that her dreams of Liam is actually her speaking to him, but from beyond the grave or like whatever like limbo realm that he's in and having the sage be in her dreams. So if it's distance wielding, it could be why she's actually, like, she's not dreaming of these or imagining these things. She's actually able to, like, go through these different, like, I don't know, like. Portals. Portals, realms. <laughs> this is my like, theory with a different name. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but th- but that's why yes. I think distance wielding could be that. Like, distance wielding could be anything. Distance wielding could be, I saw this, um, I saw this online and I was like, that's actually 
I don't know if we've seen anything to support it, but I could get behind it. Like, we have three more books. Yeah. We have no idea the potential of what could happen here. What if one of it is distance? Like, if she is a distance wielder, what if she's actually able to, like, travel back in time or something? <gasps> like, again, who knows what could happen there? But it's like, oh, yeah. she goes There's back no in time. on what, quote, unquote, distance is. Is it time? Right. Is it physical? Is it time, oh. space, physical? Like, distance could literally mean – and it could mean all of it, too. Like, like I think – Another reason why I'm thinking that it could literally be anything within distance is that when we are talking about Brennan mending, mending like we're oh, like, true. he's a mender. He's going to heal the people. But then he was actually able to mend an inanimate object and they didn't even know <gasps> that was possible. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah. That there's it's like, like we're putting limits on it. Nuances to these uh-huh. signets that we don't know of. Or, um, or, or it could just be that she's strong enough because of Taryn uh-huh. that – most people, it's not that they can't do more than one physical, like, let's just say physical distance. That's the yeah. easiest to explain it. It's not that they can't do more than physical distance. It's that they just aren't strong enough to do anything more uh-huh. than that. But Or they've never trained it. Because, I mean, we see how hard it is for even up. to train striking. Like, her signet is lightning. Yeah. And she can't strike something that she wants to, to practically, actually, literally, to save I her life. have an <laughs> argument against yes. the fact that she would be able to hop timelines. And okay, this I want to hear. Solely gets brought back up to um, X Men End Games, <laughs> not X Men. Sorry, Marvel End Games. Um, and this oh, is it. I I love so it. So there's yes, there's a point where they're like talking about going back in time to stop the Infinity Stones from ever falling into the wrong hands. Right. And the Hulk, Bruce Banner, if you will, is like. Why do people always think that jumping timelines is like we're going back in time, we're going to screw up everything if we like change things? You know what I mean? Like the Marty McFly yeah. situation, Back to the Future, where if they like say hi to the wrong person, that person like remembers that. And then all of a sudden he's not born. Yeah. Yes. And he's yeah. like, that's not what it is. It's, you know, there's literally like multiple parallels of time, which is the multiverse that they have mm-hmm. to jump through in order to like grab these things. And so they're changing their they're not changing necessarily their own timeline, but like a multiverse of theirs. Just all that to say how confusing that sounded is how confusing it would be in the book. And I just don't know if this is the book where she's prepared yeah. to bring all that on, which is why I think that I I don't necessarily think that she would introduce Agreed. the timeline hopping. That makes sense. I mean, okay. I, I yeah, I see both sides. Yeah. I mean, really, I can see both sides of anything if we talk about it too much. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's but true. That's true. That was a that was a good thought. I, I don't. I honestly, too, just as I mean, not that. I don't know if they are or not. I'd like to imagine that Sarah J. Moss and Rebecca Yaros are friends in real life, at least at this point, friendly because they honestly should just sit down and have coffee. If they I have, well, but like I feel like it's been talked about that <laughs> they at met? least. Yeah, I <laughs> you think you would get along. <laughs> um. I don't know. I, they're at this point in time. I would argue that they're the two most popular female fantasy authors, at least currently. I would agree. So I would imagine that their paths have crossed at least, at the very least. Uh huh. So well, whether, there's so much comparison for their storylines of it. Exactly. Yeah. Whether they've ha- talked or not, I would think that Rebecca Yaros knows the direction that Sarah J. Moss's books are heading in with her creating this like multiverse uh-huh. essentially. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she would do the same thing. Yeah. For that reason alone. like that's a, I mean, that's a good point. It's like she doesn't want her book to become just... Everyone that, to call it like a knockoff of whatever she's Well, because I mean, any, anything that... Because it's not. Anything that deals with fae or fairies or anything like that, they're calling a Sarah J. Moss 
knockoff. And so the thing that's nice with this one is that it actually – I mean, there might feel like there's themes that are similar, like everyone wanted to compare Dane to Tamlin, which he's not. And I'm so glad that it wasn't an actual Tamlin situation. But I think Mm -hmm. that's a good point to where it's like she really wants this to stand alone on its own. So I'm not – I definitely – I didn't even think about that option, Ellie. I really think that that – it could be. And whether it's like, you know, she's going to have another book series that's going to tie into this in that way, maybe not. But like it could be like, you know, we didn't actually disrupt our timeline, but it's like, oh, there's alternate universes that we can pull from. Mm-hmm. Could be. I couldn't handle it if it was. I think I would. <laughs> it would I be think a lot. I would bow out. <laughs> well, so you know when we were talking in the last episode about Zayden's second signet, and we we're like, mm-hmm. you know, why? Like, it, it didn't seem to make sense to us why you know no one really caught on to the fact that it was his grandfather. He intentionally told Violet that it was his grandfather's dragon that um, Sunil yeah. was, but, but everyone then everyone thought it was like a great re- uncle yeah. or something because he said yeah, that's yeah. how it's recorded. So it makes me wonder, like, was Zayden's grandfather like they haven't seen it in a long time? <gasps> Maybe gra- Zayden's grandfather was a distance wielder. I I don't know. Like so, like he must have intentionally. Like my thought is like he had to have intentionally written. This is something I literally just thought of the other day. So I haven't given much thought to this. Um, but he intentionally wrote down a different name to have the record show that he was Zayden's great uncle. Maybe it was like to protect Zayden and his second signet. Like I I can't he think knew he could see what was going to happen yeah. down the road. Interesting. It, it could simply just be the mm-hmm. fact that it was misrecorded. That that really could just be the answer there. It could but be that simple, but it's it could be not. that simple. It feels that feels like too big of a thing for it to be like, oh, and it, the only reason he's alive is because of a mistake, right? <laughs> like, right. So it's like I and I don't know if distance wielding has anything to do with it, but it's like somehow it's whoever it recorded some, somehow if something was changed or yeah. in the past it was recorded wrong intentionally to protect Zayden or whatever the answer might be but i don't know that was a thought that i had the other night um so anyway with with all of this like with the distance wielding i'm thinking liam might be alive but technically in a different realm oh here's where i talk about the farsight so it's like he had farsight when he was alive so maybe dying gives him an advantage to hang around after death to help his friends or along those lines maybe only violet can see him because she tried saving his life or he died saving hers like maybe they have some special connection because we haven't seen her see any other dead people Mm-hmm. So, and it could just be that like Liam, Liam was that pivotal turning point for her in regards to like her powers and this journey that she's now on. So that's why she's seeing him specifically. Um, but I don't know. The only thing is that Liam kept saying that it had to be this way. He said that yeah. he definitely said that once, if not twice, to where I was like, it had to be this way. Again, could be as simple as it had to be this way, so that you could get your powers and it's just you know her own imagination telling her that it's like i wouldn't be where i am if it you know again it feels like there's something it had to be this way why did it have to be that way what do you know that's true Mm. so it felt prophetic felt prophetic um let's see i don't know if i think that his signet had it has anything to do with it simply because foresight is never mentioned as being like a crazy rare one and wouldn't that mean that anyone else who has foresight and died would potentially be in that limbo then too you know yes also right right it's farsight just a oh whatever foresight isn't for isn't foresight like you can see stuff before it happens farsights you can see stuff in a dark room or fog yes all right and then i have i have one last theory okay um okay I have a whole bunch of other small little ones, but this is my last, like, big one. So it's around Zayden and his bond with Sigale. Um, 
I want to talk about this. Keep going. So nothing's really explained here, but we don't see Zayden Segale speak since he turns Venom. So we're not sure if that connection is still in their mind. We haven't seen him use his signet power. So we're not sure if that's even there. Again, there's like all of two pages between us finding out that he's Venom and then the end of the book. So, um, but anyway, it, it makes me like start thinking about other people that have turned Venom. So Jack and Bade, we don't know if Jack's bond with Bade was broken. He was able to kill Bade and live. So it makes me feel like the bond there had to have been broken. But the fact that when they enter, um, they enter that room where the ward stone is, they are working together. So it's either like Bait is, even though their bond is broken, Bait is still just so loyal to him that he, or sorry, I think Bait was a girl, but Bait is like choosing to still be with Jack. And then he ends up killing Bade anyway um so it just it makes me wonder it's like Bade still felt loyal to Jack does that mean what does it mean for Jack's signets like does he still have the signet that he has um and have we seen him use it since he's killed Bade I don't think that we saw him use his signet since we saw Bade die but he did try to pull magic from the ground he did try to pull magic from the ground too so it, it brings me to this thought of like you know can Zayden use his signet power we we haven't I'm sure this will manifest in the next book. We'll we'll see what happens there. Um, but I'm wondering if free will or choice are part of their power. So the dragon chooses to bond with the rider. And because of that, they develop a signet power. Can the dragon choose to remain bonded with a venom, even if their power is coming from another source? Like, can, can, or I guess even like, could a dragon choose to bond with a venom? already you know it's like does the bond have to be broken is in an either or situation or could Sigail choose to still be with Zayden it just makes despite, me wonder what's gonna just despite yeah. what he had to do in order to kill the venom to save Violet Oof. good question question yes I don't <laughs> these know. are all very good questions <laughs> but you know what this all of this is just making me realize how grateful I am that I'm not writing this book <laughs> But I'm like, I, w- I really would love to see what her outlines oh look like. Because I'm like, this is literally just my notes app. And it's just like my brain digesting what she's already given us. If she- I saw her post. I don't uh, even understand. I don't remember Taylor, if you have to write a book. If you're already popping <laughs> there, you Did have to do it. I saw her, I don't remember if it was just her story or if it was an, a reel. But I saw her post something where she has like a full on whiteboard. Oh, and she just yes. wrote number three at the top. So yes. like, this is how she well, everyone, all her And everyone, everyone's looking at like the little like squares that she has <laughs> at the bottom. And they're like, what does it mean? Yeah, zooming in, trying yes. to like enhance they're, it. They're, count, they're counting and then they're like, oh, it's not yeah. even. And, yeah. <laughs> but I think like, like you said, like you just have your notes app. She has this whole like whiteboard This setup. war room yeah. where she's like going White, through. <laughs> war room. Have I love guys, that. I hope that's what I'm she calls sure it. I'm sure you've seen the meme, but have you seen like the... In, on it's always sunny when Charlie is like working in the mail room and he has like the oh yes and he's I've like sent that real to Melissa yeah, he's a like, million Pepe times Silvio, Pepe Silvio Pepe <laughs> Silvio like, yes. all these ties to everything every that every is, time I send a theory to Melissa I'm like that's you know it's like what, whatever he's doing like you know he's like pointing at the yeah. board and he's yeah. like freaking out I'm like this is how I feel that's inside exactly right now it. probably how I look on the outside too that's how I picture Taylor when she sent me all of this in a text message so it was actually it's probably i think about 20 different oh yeah yeah i almost just sent her my note but that would have been easier that would have been so much easier but i instead spammed her with 40 text messages in a row and i'm like i promise you'll want to read these okay so my thoughts then from here um with you know just what what happens to the bond of a dragon and somebody who turns venom 
it makes me think what might have really happened to Naylin. So if he had to give everything in order to save Brennan, whether Brennan died and he resurrected him or oh, whether yeah. whether he was almost dead and saved him, if he's saying he gave everything, he died in the process, or are they just considering him as good as dead because he ended up drawing power from the earth, turned venom mm. in then, the process yeah. to save Brennan. And so do we I do I think know, I do was think Naolin was a mender too, right? I can't remember what his signet was. I don't remember his signet. But I do think I between Violet's dad, Zayden's mom, and Nailin, one if not all three of them are Venon. I'm 100% convinced on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, think- so I'm thinking maybe in order to save Brennan, he drew power from the earth but didn't actually die in the process. They just mm-hmm. consider him good as dead. This would mean he's either still bonded to Taryn or that Taryn has been keeping a secret from Violet. Because Taryn... I forgot that Taryn was... He, he was Taryn writer. never wants to talk. So... I'm thinking, but, so but, I think their bond is broken. But the it almost killed Taryn. Whatever happened. Uh-huh. So And that might that might be why Sigail's freaking out so much where she's just like, no, I chose you. Like it could be so fresh in her mind because Taryn just went through the same thing with Naylin. I'm wondering I, I think that the I chose you had more to do with the fact that They bonded. Well, yeah, but it's like Zayden had a choice. He had a choice to stay bonded with her or do what he did to do, did uh-huh. to, did to do, did, did, do what do. he did to save Violet, and I think that I think that pointed more towards don't choose her over me, uh-huh. oh, but maybe not. Maybe that's just what she wanted us to think. Yeah, and it could be that I lean more towards. I'm that so area. shook with the idea though that. But no the, I thought of and Taren it potentially and still like having a weird but that. But that means Ugh. that Taryn knows. So or I think Taren I think doesn't. that they're way too much. Taryn knows I think, way too much. I bo- think their bond is broken, or as broken as a bond with a, a venom can be. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that Taryn, like he wouldn't be able to go bond. I don't think you can bond here's, with two writers. Here's my thought though: if their venom were like th- like so much of an enemy to the dragons to the point where they had to start bonding with humans in order to just defeat them, uh-huh. I bet they like they can't. Maybe Taryn really thinks Naolin is dead, even if he's not, because he's Venom now. He's not human that he can't sense him. He, You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it could be. I, I don't think that just because any time, like, and I think it's only happened a couple of times, but Violet's asked about his previous writer. And every time he does, he repeatedly says the Empyrean will always have secrets from humans because they don't answer to humans. He will give no information about Naolin. And she specifically wanted to know because she thought her brother was dead. And that was the guy who also also died with him like she's like yeah. you know brendan and nailin died like can you, can you tell me more about that and he was just like no we'll always have secrets we don't answer to humans like he would give nothing on it and so i felt like his I his, in, I, see, his insistence on shutting it down and refusing to talk about it and ev- like people i don't remember if it was like sagale or zayden or just other people she talked to but people were dismissing it like that it's just really he almost died this is traumatic for him he doesn't want to talk about it but I think it's more the fact that he has a secret that he doesn't know how to share or doesn't want to share. It Ooh. could be. I – and maybe that is, like, ultimately what it's going to be versus what she wants us to think. But maybe it is just – I, I mean, I really think that could have been just as simple as he was – It he was so broken over it that it quite literally almost killed him. Yeah. So nah. more – no way. I, I'm not done. He's got I'm something. Done. He's got something. I think I I think that there's some I I don't think he, like there's he just no want to talk about it. That's like, I just I, I don't yeah. think it's that he doesn't want to talk about it. I think it's like 
because here's there's, the, there's, Tara, I, I don't think it's just that he's a venom there's some there's something deeper there where it's like Naylan is like really ingrained in it now or or he knows that if he were like Taryn knows that if he were to share the fact that Naylan is now a venom that it would snowball into having a conversation of like who else is venom what else do you know and it's like he doesn't want to open what's going to be a floodgate by admitting he's not actually dead he's a venom I felt the bond break and I think this will be one of the first things we probably like one of the first conflicts maybe in the third book between the two of them between yeah between violet and taryn because she's gonna have all these questions because she's gonna be asking taryn what happens to segale and zayden now like the love of my life Mm -hmm. is bonded to the love of your life we didn't know what's happening and i think taryn's gonna have to be like well shoot okay i guess i have to admit something now so okay (laughs) yeah sit down i have a story for you (laughs) i'm more on board i'm more on board with it now um and I don't like it just Ooh, then it theory. also makes me wonder like all the things that come from like j- just this this bond with the dragons and the riders. I know that there's the wyvern, they have those like runes inside of yeah. them. Ha- the runes maybe give them life. Where did where do these things come from? Like the, I think what, the dark wielders create them from thin air? Well, I mean the same way that the riders can make runes and but even no, but like the the wyvern itself, it lo- basically is a dragon. Yeah, and like I, mean, I think the dark wielders made have, out of the stones. Yeah, so. they have access. In, my understanding I, is that they have access to magic in the same way that the flyers have access to magic. They don't have signets. It doesn't pull from dragons. I think, right? but what Taylor I thought it was like, like they don't the thing have that like gave even it, if they're embedding things in runes, like it's not a phys- They're not creating a physical thing. They're just yeah. Magic oh, they, em- they embed it. So yeah. Are, physically being created I yes and so i don't know i this is i i don't even believe this theory that i wrote down <laughs> i don't believe it but i'm gonna talk i don't about believe it. my theory but again maybe the sushi will stick um <laughs> what if wyvern are dragons that chose to remain bonded to their humans after they turned venom so Taryn broke his bond with Naylan so that he didn't turn into a wyvern himself the only he reason i don't we think don't that's really true is because how- it's said that like when a when you kill a dark wielder or wh- however many dragon it says they create them and then those That's, wyvern die yeah sorry not dragon when they they create the wyvern and when you kill the dark wielder every wyvern they've created dies too i'm really okay with being did talked you, out of this theory i just it was a thought that, I had. that dragons that, are turned wyvern after like they're if they re- if they yeah, yeah i was like if they remain okay. bonded is that is that a possibility no. Okay. No, okay. I Don't want I want to be talked out of this. Me here. But wyvern are different species than dragons. They have I didn't two say legs. Didn't believe they you. don't look yes. like dragons. They're totally I thought different. They, so I thought they looked like dragons, but it was simply just the difference that they breathe a different type of fire <laughs> and they only had two legs versus four. Outside of um, that, they're I like gray dragons. They're also smaller and they're, yeah. They are a little bit smaller. Okay. In then, my head, I don't think they, they look I more just like don't, toothless. Then, I'm really fine. No, I'm really bigger fine. than Toothless. No, I picture Toothless was Indarna. <laughs> exactly. That's what I picture too. Um, but, okay, I'm really okay being talked out of that theory. It was just a thought that I had. I'm like, where do they no, actually come so from? Like, Get it out of here. Shut it down. So wait, that's... Ellie, I appreciate that you and I both jokingly took the defense at the same time. <laughs> yeah. The So that's the end of, like, my, my big wild theories. I think, like, to, to wrap up just, like, ending theories that like you'd yeah. have about the book in general obviously like navarre is going to crumble at, oh, yeah. at some point like it's, it's inevitable we know what's going to happen um like basically half their leadership has died you know yeah and they're 
they're need they're needing guidance. They've they know the whole country now knows that they've been lied to. Yeah. So there's all these things happening that like we need to figure out how that's going to how that's going to play. I think Vi- uh, Violet and Zayden are gonna obviously work together, and make the continent united, recover the lost history, um, and then obviously a big part of the next book is going to be pursuing a way to save Zayden at the same time too. I think the I don't know how to say Promiel. Oh, poor Emil. Poor Emil. The Viscount is going to try to be an ally, but he's actually siding with the Venon. He was just a very suspicious character he's in this whole a book. He's slithery little he, snake. Yes, he is. And he's offering, the, um, he's offering them power from his land as long as he has his riches and his left safe. That's why he wanted to see Violet's power and collect her. But that's also why I think that he might be working with the Venon because he wanted to collect her. The Venon also well, yeah, want her power as the lightning wielder too. I so I think that there's going to be something there like if – whether it's in this book or in the future, but as they're trying to like rebuild Navarre and make it more established, this Viscount's going to be like, oh, hey, I can help you. And you're going to be like, ah, no, little, so little sneaky snake. Maybe. I also, the maid that was helping dress Zara when she, or her name was Zara, helping dress uh, Violet when she was in Corden, um, because Violet asked her about that too. She was nervous. She's like, is he really going to like keep me, whatever? And she's like, no, like he doesn't do that. But he makes you an offer you can't refuse. He's like the Godfather, yeah. essentially. Like, yeah. I don't know if they already played that out when he was like, "I'll send you." That's and what I thought. To an yeah. island and all that. Like, I feel like that yeah. already kind of. That's what I'm saying. Right. I think that I right. do think he might be slippery, but I think yeah. we. I don't know if it necessarily has anything to do with him being a collector of okay. people. He uh, reminds me of um, back to Avatar: The Last Airbender, the King of the Earth Kingdom. I'll be honest. I, I don't remember say, much going. from that show. Explain what you, you want, don't remember? but I, I didn't oh, really I, watch he's it. Like crazy. I, he's like a crazy old man. That's what I picture for the Viscount. He just looks like insane. I think I've said this already. I picture him being looking like the bald guy that Voldemort like sticks onto the back of his head in <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter. In the first one? That's yes. funny. <laughs> That's I picture him as a short, fat little bald guy. <laughs> I don't know why he's bald for me too. I don't know why. Um, other things, I think we're gonna see more more of Nolan. I think he's gonna not nail maybe Nolan too, but oh, we're Nolan. absolutely gonna see. Um, more he's Nalen. gonna play a bigger role. Um, I think he knows way more than we realize. I believe he did try to save her dad. Obviously, he worked really hard on Jack. So I think I, I'm not convinced that he's bad. But his whole work with Varish really, really put a bad taste in my mouth for the man. Um, but I'm thinking he, we'll we'll see him fight live another day and he'll end up yeah. being fine um, i also don't think he's bad i think he's okay he just got mixed in with the wrong crowd and told the wrong things yeah. mm. and i think we're gonna find out a lot more about you know like i said the first six at the beginning yeah. um because even just who they are in general like i wonder if like it it's even something like their ancestors of Sorngale, ryerson um Eidos, Miari or how you say it? like the king you know like yeah. I wonder if there's like there's some tie and again like if there's going to be some prophecy that comes from this where it's like oh this is you know all connected to these people and then I think of course we're going to find out more about the fable because I think that's going to be a huge yeah. part that ties into her dad it's going to tie into Venon in general um, and this was an unhinged theory my last unhinged theory very 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 short but I'm thinking it's a warning story of past history of things that have actually happened versus a fable. Hmm. But then I also wonder if it might be a prophecy of the Sorengale children. Ooh. Because it was like one turned a dragon rider, one turns a griffin rider, and the other one turns venom. I wonder what happens there. Because Ooh. I don't know. I, I like that. I yeah, that's that's my last little little nugget. It's either a warning story of the past, which seems like the most 
easy answer. I just don't know how one of the three would become a Griffin writer. That's my only. I know. I, was going I don't either. Too. But we have we have three whole books. So I'm, that's true. I'm not sure because it wouldn't be Violet. And I don't. I, I honestly think. It would, I honestly think Mira. I think out of the three exactly. Of them. I was like, if I think that if too. That and right, I if think Mira is a Griffin writer and Brennan would turn Venom. No, Violet, Violet would be. save the dragon. Ooh, no, maybe Violet turned Brennan. I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking Brennan. I think Brennan had a little romance with Naylin. I feel like that was almost like a little, a little hint there. I think that might have been his little boy toy. Um, (laughs) I hate that you said that. (laughs) I also hate that I said that, but it's out there now. But I'm thinking that you know, if it's one of those things where he has to choose, um, I feel like we've already seen him make very quick, quick, um, and also tough and questionable decisions where I think Brennan is good, but it's almost like he makes very rash judgments because of his position of power. Exactly. I I wonder if he falls into his emotions and he, I don't know. Just makes a poor choice. Uh Well, we have three more books to find out all the answers to these questions. Thank you for letting me come and process all of my theories. (laughs) You know, to whoever is listening, thank you for listening. I hope that (laughs) you liked them because melissa has been my captive audience for a very long time and i'm like i have to share this with the world so anyway no it's fine what's the video that you do for gcu um oh what's it, yeah what's it called it's i don't i don't know what it's actually called you can literally so you just type talking. in taylor gcu basically well, it's check just a commercial out gcu for no, no, more no, it's, series it's more than taylor. just a commercial it was like a <laughs> vlog series no it was it was just a commercial I thought there was a they they cu- they cut it into a couple different commercials, but basically GCU student testimonial. Yeah, if you Check just look up GCU Taylor, they like testimonials for more of Taylor's unhinged theories. You see her riding a bike in slow motion, yep, and, and the bike is not fit to me. Yeah, it's really. I don't think I ever saw Taylor ride a bike once in college outside of this video. Yeah, this is like eight <laughs> or nine years old too, so it's just you know living on the internet for forever. Oh, you're really riding this bike. Yeah, they were. Pe- I I so badly. Oh, there's Kayla. I so badly didn't want to ride this silly little bike at all. I was like, I intend. They're like, you know, if you have a bike, we can get footage of you riding around and you know have the voiceover in the background. I'm like, I oh, am Lord. going to intentionally not find a bike to ride because I don't want to do that. Oh, I am in it. I'm wearing a beanie. It was at the GCU game though. It was not. Oh, the GC- I thought that you were. There's a part where they cut to us like sitting at a table. Well, I haven't the coffee shop. There yet. Okay. Oh, you're walking to the coffee shop. Oh, wait, it's cutting. They literally gave me 20 minutes. Like, whoever you can get to come be at this Bible study. And everyone got really mad at me <laughs> online because they're like, it's all white blonde girls. Um, and I'm like, that was literally the only friends of mine that were available at the time. Please don't hate me or my school. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was Mary. It was Mary. Okay. But I was at the basketball game. Okay. So. So, uh, so anyway, <laughs> we can cut a lot of that out. No. Please do. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoy this. I hope you enjoyed all our theories. Um, leave us comments if you have any, if you agree with ours, if you disagree, tell us why. Um, if you have any of your own that we didn't go over. The more unhinged, the better. The more unhinged, the better. Throw, blow the door off the hinge. Let's, yeah. Like Taylor did once. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Lame Book Club Podcast. Um, we're on YouTube. Same. It's all Lame Book Club Podcast. Everywhere on all the things. Just look it up. That's what we are. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, um, if you leave us a review, that helps a lot. So do that. Um, and yeah, thanks for thank you, Taylor. Again, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having uh, me. And this is fun. Now next week, I'm literally like shaking my boots. I'm so excited to start throwing a glass next. Me too. So I hope you enjoy this little bonus episode theories, and we'll see you next week for Assassin's Blade. Bye. Bye.